Welcome back to season two of the Product Marketing Experts podcast. Today, I have with me a very special guest, Kavya Nath, Senior Director of Product Marketing at Sprinkler. Kavya and I have an amazing discussion about how you, that's right, you as a product marketer can develop your career. And as you start to get into leadership or think about product marketing leadership, what are the things you should be thinking about? How should you be aligning not only with executives, not only within your PMM team, but others across the business as well? This is one discussion that if you really want to grow your career this year, you're not going to want to miss. Shout out to our sponsor, Clue. Clue is the leading competitive enablement platform for product marketers that want to drive revenue for their business. It helps product marketers to easily collect, curate, and distribute insights that enable your revenue teams to beat their competition. Hello everyone and welcome back to Product Marketing Experts Season 2. I am so excited to have my guest here today, Kavya from Sprinkler. Welcome to the podcast, Kavya, and thank you for being here. As we dive in, I'm curious if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and your role at Sprinkler. Yes. So I am based in Austin, Texas. I live here with my family. I've been with Sprinkler now for very close to six years. I started out as a product marketer for one of our product lines and over the past six years have grown to really own different areas of our product and platform. And I currently oversee a team of soon to be eight that cover three of our four product suites. We do everything from positioning and messaging to go to market, sales enablement, help support release management, but really end-to-end product marketing to drive pipeline and growth for those three product areas under our platform umbrella. That's amazing. And it's quite the growth and quite the testament to you in your close to six years at Sprinkler, going from an individual PMM to now a senior director of product marketing and managing, I believe you said eight people, right? Yes, we've got five and actually almost nine. We've got open rec. So if anyone's interested, we are hiring. But yeah, the team is growing. The product's growing. It's a really exciting time to be at Sprinkler. That's amazing. I want to talk about your growth at Sprinkler, but let's even back up just one more step further because I think everyone's path into product marketing is pretty fascinating. I know my own path is different than many others. And it seems like every product marketer I talk to, every leader I talk to has a slightly different path. So I'm curious to learn yours. Can you share a little bit about how you got into product marketing and what interested you in it? Yeah. I mean, so full disclosure for me, I went to college fully expecting to go to med school. And by the time I got to junior year, the thought of that, of being in school for another 10 years was just not something at that stage I wanted to commit to. And so it was a little bit of a scramble, right? Graduating 21, trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do. And that was about when, you know, being in Austin, like we talked about just briefly, the tech scene started getting really busy. We had newer companies opening up the internet started getting very busy, social networks started popping up. And I started working at a tech company here in Austin as a campaign manager slash optimizer. And this was a company that was really focused on sort of web optimization experiences. And I was naturally driven to the data aspect of it to do my job better. From there, I was there for a couple of years, ended up going back to grad school, not med school. And 
kind of fell into more of the marketing communications where it straddled UT's business school and comm school. And what I really fell in love with was new product development and strategy and how you really need to understand market changes, behavioral changes to make decisions on how you evolve selling a product, building a product and marketing a product. And so after grad school, I ended up moving back to California and working for an ad tech company. I was a pricing analyst for them, which again was a huge component of how they drove product management and essentially building new features and functions. And so it was almost a natural progression from product strategy into product marketing. And that's where I would say I really started getting the taste of product marketing and how it works with product management. And that data component to me was kind of the glue that put it all together. But that's definitely how I started out not going to med school and ending up in product marketing. (laughs) And we all have those really interesting stories. I mean, when I was in college, I wanted to be a fighter pilot, certainly not a fighter pilot today, obviously here in product marketing, but very similarly didn't want to do the the multiple years of schooling. And here we are, I guess, but that's really an awesome story. And I think you're right. I think that component of data matched with impact and go-to-market strategy is what drives a lot of people towards this intersection that product marketing kind of plays in. For me, it was more so the like consumer psychology piece Mm -hmm. and like, why do people make the buying decisions that they do? But it was matched with that data as well. That really fascinated me. And to be honest, still does fascinate me about product marketing. So that's really awesome. And how do you, like, as you apply that day in and day out to your role at Sprinkler, as you lead a team of product marketers, how do you ensure that like they stay curious? How do you ensure that they are consistently driven and operating at a high level as a leader? I think it's setting the right goals and expectations, right? I think, you know, we can kind of dive into the topic of how data sometimes is hard to come by, especially for product marketers, right? What KPI do you tie product marketing to? That's always a fun debate to have. But I think to answer your question specifically, I really do think it comes down to understanding the impact that we can make, even if it's incremental impact quarter over quarter, year over year, but really understanding how are our sellers selling? What's resonating? How are our consumers buying? Is the message and the position that we are entering the market with our product resonating with that? And I think there's definitely different data points that you can start uncovering and looking at as well as just internal like information sharing across the teams that you work closely with. So in terms of motivation, it's really trying to figure out, okay, what's the end goal that we're trying to reach here? Is it pipeline? Are we trying to help support and grow from a growth marketing initiative? Is that what our focus is? Is it really seller happiness and making sure that our field teams are able to have everything in their toolkit and go through the sales process confidently to make that sale and ensure that customers are understanding what the value of the product is that you're selling. So I think if you look at it from a, what's our end goal and sort of backtrack into that, it's easy to create little steps and processes for your teams to be able to attain goals along the way to meet the larger business goal and objectives. And to me, that's a very like snackable, it's sort of what are snackable things that you can kind of do from the starting point to an end point to sort of get somebody there. And it's really helping them evolve those goals and make sure they're realistic and they're going to hit them. There's nothing less motivating than to set this huge objective and this goal that almost everyone's aware, hey, you're not going to meet this, but let's just shoot for the stars. And it's 
it's demotivating, right? You want to make sure that folks are able to attain the goals that are set, even if it's not in one shot, but what are the steps to get you there? And that's definitely something I think should be a priority as you are looking to grow your teams and build expertise. I love that framework so much. And as a leader, certainly when I bring a new product marketer onto my team, so my team is currently four, trying to grow to six, have two open roles right now. But anyway, that being said, I try to align a fairly, to use your term, which I really like, snackable kind of goal ahead of them within the first 30, 60, 90 days. It's not a layup per se. It's not something they can kind of just sit back and achieve by doing nothing. But at the same time, it's not super strenuous to achieve as well. It should stretch them a tiny bit and it should integrate integrate them into the company, but at the same time, it shouldn't make them feel like they're they're in the deep end without support. And I think as individuals across the team grow more senior, it's important to, I think at least, and I'm curious if you agree with this, even like reduce that kind of snackable piece and let them kind of explore how much they can push themselves beyond that as well. Absolutely. I think there's a huge value to giving people the ability to decide for themselves the strategies that they want to implement, right? I think you can set a goal and say, this is what our objective is, but also know that someone who's coming in, maybe as a senior product marketer, has probably done different things than you have or the company that they're coming into has, right? And I think there's an opportunity to have fresh takes, fresh ideas, and really explore different ways of doing things. It's easy to kind of get stuck in the rut of, hey, this is the way we do things here, and really giving people the ability to sort of expand and sort of set the tone of how they want to accomplish something is motivating, but also allows the rest of the team to grow because they're probably bringing in ideas and things that maybe you haven't thought about yet. And it really just makes the collective better, right? As a group in what you're able to accomplish. For sure. Totally agree. And as you develop leaders across your team, how do you advise product marketers I'm hesitant to assign a title to it, right? Because I do think there are certain things that define a PMM versus a senior PMM versus maybe a principal PMM, right? I do think there are functional differences between, just to use an example, like those three titles. But as product marketers grow in their leadership skill set, even as they grow from an individual contributor to being a manager, how do you kind of advise them through that beyond the snackable component, right? Like as they take on that leadership opportunity. I really think it comes down to helping them build their strategic thinking, right? I think it's easy to sort of say, and again, I don't want to pigeonhole because there's a lot of product marketing managers who own strategy, but from my personal experience, right, you kind of go in from doing a bit more of the tactical tasks that come in that are necessary of product marketing managers as you're starting out, right? And really hone those skills as you sort of build up, okay, how to start strategically thinking about your role as a product marketer for whatever product or solution that you may be working for. And to me, that's the skill set that I really like to help focus in on and really support people on my team in building out. If you're given a task or you're given a project, let's sit down, take some time, think about how you want to strategically put this, for example, a go-to-market together, right? And let's talk through this. My goal is to really make people think critically about why they're choosing to do certain things. And it's never coming from a place of I'm going to try to shoot this down, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate and question. And if you have sound reason responses, great, let's go test this out. And this is your project to run. And it's that incremental growth through ownership and through building a strategy that I think product marketers really do end up moving from being a little bit more tactical into managing teams, managing projects, and then ultimately being able to lead and sort of be that, like the person that thinks end to end and really starts bringing that out in people that they're themselves managing at a later time. 
Yeah, I agree. As a leader, I try not to provide a specific direction to say, oh, like do this specifically, but try to ask questions that I hope at least make uh, the folks on my team and just folks I've worked with think about what is the right strategic move for me to make? Because I mean, it can't be overstated. That's one of the core skills that product marketer needs to develop, especially as you grow more senior in your career. Yeah. And you want to also cultivate the curiosity Mm -hmm. as well as the ability and the want to test and try new things, right? You can, it's so easy to fall into the bucket of, oh, well, I've done it this way for so long that I know it works. So this is the only way we can do it. When there's new ways of doing things that are coming out every day, right? And people are seeing successes in different approaches, different ways of reaching customers. There's new technologies, new tools, and it's the ability, you know, you want people to be able to have the freedom to sort of think out side of what's always typically done and explore new possibilities and come to the table with fresh and exciting ideas of how should we be reaching our customers? What should we be saying? If it's not working one way, how can we fix that? And really understanding where, right, in the customer life cycle and the customer journey, things maybe aren't resonating to be able to fix. And that takes a lot of time to develop that skill to understand what it is that you're looking at find the right data points, right? To then make the tweaks and optimize the way that you are able to execute projects and go to markets. Totally agree. And for senior folks on my team, at least, one of the things I like to say is think about yourself as the CMO of this specific product line, right? Mm -hmm. Think more holistically about what's lacking about this specific, like, are you lacking awareness about this particular capability or this area of our platform? Or is it more, you know, the opposite side of the funnel? Like, are we lacking kind of enablement? Is sales really not even talking about this? And maybe it's both, right? But being able to zoom in and zoom out and see those different aspects, think are important. One of the things, so I spent close to six years at HubSpot. And one of the things one of my managers said to me there was, it's important for product marketers, especially leaders to be able to understand the true business metrics and understand kind of the funnel or the flywheel of your kind of marketing engine, so to speak. And since I've joined Iterable, I spent a lot of time like digging into metrics and understanding not only our customers and talking with our customers and listening to gong calls and so forth, but also digging (laughs) into actual company metrics. And that's something I try to really emphasize with my PMMs. I'm curious if you do the same at Sprinkler or if you advise them to do it slightly differently or a different way altogether. No, absolutely. I mean, we definitely encourage, right, being able to at a high level see what campaigns are performing and why, what's the message that's tied to it. Then going through sort of the sales accepted, sales qualified, visible opportunity to close one, what does that funnel look like? And what sort of deals are resonating with the way sales is pitching? Did they come through sort of a marketing campaign? Were we able to go off of that? What was that message that resonated? But absolutely, I mean, diving deep into the metrics, a hundred percent, right? Will at any day give you the ability to understand what's working and what's not in the way that you're taking your products to market. Now, like I said before, sometimes it's difficult to get your hands on the right data. And that's where it's really working with your broader marketing organization, your sales organization to make sure that those dots that we're trying to connect are set up in a way that you can pull those reports, you can view that data. But I 100% agree that as a product marketer, you should be in if you're using Salesforce every day to understand what's driving your business, what's driving your leads, what's supporting and driving your sales team to be able to be successful in what they do. And that also comes back, right, to understand where should you be focusing your time? 
is it more on the upper funnel and really building awareness and brand recognition for your products so you're able to pull in customers and prospects? Or is it more on that sort of post mid to lower funnel, I should say, where you need to focus a little bit more on enabling your sales teams and focusing more on what you can do internally to help support that motion to close one. But data is the answer to this, right? And it's really figuring out internally how you set that structure up so you have access to that information, but also what are the metrics that you're going to be, as a company, you're measuring in order to understand what the full journey looks like from a sales motion, again, to build to pipeline and driving growth and using that to your advantage, again, to help refine your strategies and figure out where the focus and the time needs to be spent. For sure. Totally agree. Let's shift gears just a tiny little bit here. I think the natural career progression, regardless of whether somebody's in product marketing or outside of product marketing, is you're an individual contributor. As an individual contributor, you knock it out of the park, so to speak. You're doing really well. And then you get an opportunity to manage and maybe lead a few individuals or possibly lead an entire team. And as you grow as an individual or as a company grows, there's typically like another layer that's needed, right? And I don't know if you have this layer at Sprinkler already, but as the product marketing team grows, having too many direct reports can be difficult. And so there needs to be that other layer of management built in. And I don't think we talk about it enough in product marketing. How do you, as a leader, lead other managers in addition to product marketers? I'm curious if you do that currently at Sprinkler or if you talk about that at all with your team. Yeah. So we're actually shifting a little bit into a slightly different structure where I think what you've sort of laid up here is the model that we're going to be going into where ultimately, you know, I will be hiring director levels to oversee the product suites where they will have a team that reports into them. And the focus there really is growth marketing, right? You are directly impacting revenue from, like we said, either the sales enablement side, lower mid, mid to lower funnel through sales enablement or upper funnel where it's really focused on awareness. And in this pod structure, we definitely have our counterparts in marketing where we've got our demand gen folks, our PR content writers, where you're really able to operate as the CM or the CEO of your product line when it comes to how you take something to market and what that marketing engine is able to deliver. And so I think that kind of answers what that sort of mid-level looks like because I can't have nine direct reports. I think that's completely, it's unrealistic. (laughs) But in able to, sort of setting up the structure, the goal there will be to help support them in driving these initiatives while also mapping back to what our broader initiatives are and our goals are for product marketing. And it's really going to come down to helping support executive alignment. And I think that's kind of the piece, right? Where things can kind of get a little bit too hairy if you're trying to do where you're trying to grow and build your product line, but then you're also having to manage up, especially for organizations that are very large, right? And you've got several different products plus your entire platform that you're trying to market. I think for smaller companies, it might be a little bit easier to sort of manage that end to end. But if you have five different product suites with 20 different sub products that fall under it, that catalog and that menu of what you're trying to maintain can get a little difficult. And so having sort of that mid-tier level of role allows that person to focus strictly on the strategy and the day-to-day of what that product needs in order to grow business and grow revenue. And then having that upper manager really helps with the executive alignment and making sure that what's being worked on at the mid-level does tie up to the business goals overall. 
Love that. And I love the structure that you're thinking about. It's a structure that we certainly operated at HubSpot to a large extent where there was kind of a, a lead product marketer yeah. for each HubSpot calls their product hubs. So marketing hub, sales hub, et cetera. And there was a lead product marketer for a specific hub and there were kind of more junior or mid-level PMMs yeah. kind of reporting up to that lead. Granted, we didn't pull in the full pod. So I love that structure of pulling in others across not only the marketing org, but if I'm hearing you correctly, across the product team as well and other and to truly make up kind of a mini almost business unit, so to speak. Yeah, it essentially is, right? And it kind of gives this core group of people the ability to really work together again from start to finish mm -hmm. um, without having to fight for resources, gives people the ability to, you know, become experts in that product area. Because again, another role of a product marketer is to truly be the subject matter expert of the product that you're trying to sell. 100%. And that takes time. And if you're needing to switch from one product area to another, and you're never going to be given the time to really become that expert that you need to be. And I think that's true of, you know, folks that are going to need to help support and write it. There's value to having a focus area, especially as you go into companies that have a broad range of products that they sell. Sure. 100%. I love that and love the direction that you're heading. One of the things that I think we can all learn from is what, and it's certainly something I've learned from is my own mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. And so looking back on things, curious if there's anything that you would do differently on your path to leading product marketing or maybe any particular situations that you've learned quite a lot from. Oh, that's a great question. I'm going to have to come back to the executive alignment topic because I think that's one area where as I've continued to grow in my role, it's one piece that I find more and more necessary in order to ensure that what I'm doing and my team is doing is aligned with business goals. And I think the sooner you're able to do that, the better of a position one is in to be successful in what you're sort of setting up for your team. And it really just comes down to, for me and my experiences, really running go-to-market, right? Where you might have, as you're working with your product management counterpart, visibility into, oh, there's this huge new offering that's coming. I need to start working through this and getting alignment on how we're going to take this to market in the next couple of quarters. And again, depending on the size of the new product launch, is it a larger effort versus a smaller effort obviously comes into play, but gotten into different situations where we go down that path of we're sort of doing this in a silo without ensuring that, hey, is product leadership and just leadership in general aligned with this being the focus for this quarter, right? When your assumption is, okay, well, it's been built. We are going through the definition and limited availability stages of this rollout, but you're maybe not super aligned with another product area, right? That's got something else coming out. And the executive team thinks that that's a higher priority and that should be what Q3 is focused on. And so I think this kind of is twofold where there's executive alignment, but also cross product marketing alignment, right? And that's also where that extra layer of leadership comes into play as you're growing a team to make sure there is somebody that sort of has that bird's eye view of everything that's going on. So you plus your direct leaders can kind of come together and make decisions about how are we strategizing our year as our group? And then how are we getting that alignment above us to make sure that we as the product marketing team know what we're going to be focused on and where we might be holding and shifting more public facing things that we'll be doing in the market, but also making sure again, that we're aligned to what the business is wanting to roll out and prioritize over the course of several quarters, year over year. And so that's kind of the way I think about it and the way I've sort of learned from past mistakes to make sure that that alignment's handled up front. 
It's so important. And I think you just touched on so many topics that we could probably <laughs> d- d- dig yes. into and, and spend probably hours on respectively, but even just to drill into one of those components, even just like strategizing with product upstream versus when a feature or product or whatever the case may be is kind of already developed and ready, I yeah. think is so crucial and does provide you, whether regardless of what your title is, it does provide you that lens that you mm-hmm. can plan ahead of time and can get ahead of that and can yep. drive that alignment. And I think a lot of times, especially for companies who are maybe just establishing product marketing or for leaders who haven't had product marketing at their company quite yet, that's a new muscle that needs to get built and is a pain point that many organizations feel. No, absolutely. And it's something I would say you probably need to devote a lot of relationship building, right? with your product management counterpart to be able to really understand what the evolution of your area of expertise is going. And that's a huge component of growing your role, right? And how you're perceived getting that experience again to move to the next level. And just from what I've seen again, and I know I've kind of broken it down between when you're a little bit more junior, you are focused on the tactical, but it's that ability to really bring out and sharpen the tool of strategy, even while you're focused on the tactical, maybe really, I think is what sets apart those who are going to be great leaders in the product marketing space versus those that might be just fantastic individual contributors. And that's sort of the career path that they're choosing to go in. And so that to me is kind of the biggest sort of difference I see in focus folks that even on my team, right? And people I've worked with in the past, it's very clear to see who's going to be great in the IC role versus who really is already thinking 10 steps ahead. And how do you start coaching and pushing those folks into the roles that really they're going to continue to shine in, I think is a much broader question, but it is one that on a one-to-one basis, right? That's the role of a manager is to help sort of uncover that and really give folks the opportunity to choose the direction they want to go in and make sure that those opportunities are available to them and open up opportunities as you see them. Cause there might be something that's more visible to you as a leader where you can say, Hey, actually I would really like so-and-so to come in and own that. And that kind of also plays a part in the delegation, right? You can't do everything yourself, but how do you ensure that you're hiring the right people that you can then put into those positions of ownership to grow their skill sets? I love that so much. Yeah. And totally agree. I think it really shines, at least for me, within my one-on-ones with my respective team, right? The one-on-ones aren't intended to be a status update on projects. Like I can get that by- We have enough of those. (laughs) Like, Yeah, exactly. Clicking into spreadsheets and various docs and and seeing what's going on. It's really intended as this like developmental conversation and ensuring that we are aligned up and down for that matter. And trying to kind of shift those from time to time can be challenging, but it's so important. Definitely. I'll also say as sometimes I do fall into like the, it's difficult to have that conversation week over week. And I will say at times I've fallen into the bad habit of where it doesn't, you know, your one-on-ones do end up being tactical and it's just the sheer amount of work, but really making sure that at least once or twice a month, one-on-ones really focused on personal and professional development and growth, I think is a priority that I'm trying to task myself with, especially as the team grows, because you definitely want to make sure that everyone feels heard and that they are being given the opportunities that they want. Cause that also can, you know, you don't want to lose people because they feel like they're not being given the opportunities that they want in order to progress in their own career paths. 
for sure. And it's a fine line to make sure that you're supporting that while also trying to get as much of <laughs> the day-to-day -day work done as you possibly can. Exactly. And it's so important. And we've been talking a lot about alignment, developing leaders, developing relationships a lot. So maybe just to ask one more question along that same lines, like how do you ensure alignments with your executive team and with other leaders across not only marketing, but outside of marketing as well across sales and product and other groups as well? Yeah. You know, this is a great question and it's almost a twofold answer because obviously pre-COVID, it was easy to sort of have face-to-face -face and in-person, whether it be you're traveling to a meeting and you're in a different office and you're able to go and introduce yourself and have conversations. I do think it takes the initiative of just reach out, right? Set up one-on-one -on -one time, really just introduce yourself, what your goals, objectives are, map that to what they might also be working on and then frame it in a way of, Hey, I'd love to collaborate with you. I think if you pose a question or you pose any sort of introduction that way, people are going to want to work with you. And that's definitely something that I feel has helped me succeed is really just getting time with people, getting time, talking it through, sort of explaining, you know, how you think that you could work together, but at the same time, listen listen to what they're struggling with, listen to what they are trying to accomplish and how you could possibly help them with their goals as well. I think that's a great way to really bridge those sort of interdepartmental relationships because it can't just be about, oh, well, what are you going to do for me? It's what can I do for you? It, tell me where you're struggling, what your role does. Are you feeling gaps in what you're able to deliver? Is that something product marketing can help with? It's really just sort of taking the time to make those connections internally. And again, not just with marketing, Marketing, right? With your sales leaders, with your product managers. And I think there are some teams where you're naturally going to have weekly cadences with, you know, product management. We have weekly meetings. That's always going to be the case for your PM counterpart. But, you know, if you have a sales enablement team, that's a team that you really should be getting to know. How do they do their jobs? What have they been seeing in terms of success with the way that they're rolling out educational materials and training materials? Are there things that you think we could be doing differently? How do you collaborate? I think customer success and delight teams are another one where really needing to understand what's resonating with customers, right? I think you can fall into the pigeonhole of really wanting to focus on pre-sales, but what happens when they're actually a customer? And some companies have the luxury of having customer marketing teams that you can liaise with, others don't. And so really trying to figure out how do you drive adoption stickiness? And those are going to be the counterparts that you're going to need to get to know because they're hearing from your customers day in and day out. So how do you leverage that information? But I think from a, how do you create those relationships? It takes initiative and it takes time. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think if I could boil down a lot of what you're saying, it's really being an intentional, right? Mm -hmm. Especially while we're all, or a lot of us at least are still remote or partially remote, maybe I should yeah. say. It's truly being intentional and setting that time to you know, hop on a Zoom or hop on the phone or whatever the case may be and connect with that individual, empathize with them, as you mentioned, figure yeah. out what their pains are, where product marketing can help. All of those things is incredibly important because your calendar can drive a large part of your week. And if you're not active about it, then you may not wind up in the spot that you really want. Yeah. And again, given sort of our situation over the last year, almost a year and a half now, obviously starting at a new job, this is a lot more important than if you've been at the same company now for a few years where you probably have those existing relationships and you can just continue to build off of that. But absolutely, it's taking the time and being very intentional about how you can collaborate and partner together. But again, understanding how you can help support them and then vice versa. For sure.
So one last question for you, and I've asked this of pretty much every guest this season. I'm personally a pretty big reader and granted with kids, it's hard to read too much, <laughs> but I try. And I really think it's a great way to learn a ton, really to learn throughout your career. And I feel like a lot of product marketers reference a few kind of cornerstone books. And those books are fantastic, just to be clear. But curious if you've read one or two books recently, if you've maybe listened to podcasts recently that you've learned a lot from and have had an impact on you or your career recently? That is a great question. And I will be totally frank with you and say, I have not only because I do have two small children. (laughs) And so my me time is not really my me time. I will say the last book that I've read was actually recommended to me by my last boss, who's fantastic. It was the multipliers, the multiplier effect. And it's a great book. And I've gotten a lot out of it just in terms of, again, your goal is to really help develop people, right? And to sort of make people be the best that they can be. And how do you continue to sort of to drive that? And I think that book does a great job, especially for folks who are newer leaders, aspiring to be leaders that want to grow great teams. I think it's an excellent book to take a minute to just read and absorb and kind of take that with you as you move on in your career. I think it's an excellent book that does that I got a lot out of at that stage in my career. For sure. Yeah. And I certainly hear you with young children. It's extremely difficult to find the time, I should say, but but glad to hear that. But that book is fantastic and certainly recommend it to anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to read it yet. Yes, I agree. Well, thank you so much for the time, Kavya. I appreciate it so much. Any final words or any place that folks can find you or where you share content? Yes. I mean, LinkedIn for me, I'm happy to connect. If you want to schedule a virtual coffee, love chatting with peers and colleagues. I think LinkedIn is a great way to catch me. I'm not a big on Twitter, but LinkedIn reach out. Would love to chat. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kavya. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. With Clue, you can build and deliver battle cards to help sales close more deals. Stay on top of your competitive strategies and measure your competitive progress impact to the bottom line. Don't just compete compete to win.